Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Kevin Daggett and Lee Vowell. And welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast. I'm Lee, and in Kevin's place uh, this week is, is Todd, one of the fabulous writers from Esquire and Playboy, who's decided to sit in. Do they still have writers on Playboy? Is Playboy still a magazine, or is it just online? Pretty sure it's just online, but... But uh, with the rise of, and yes, pun intended, other sources, I don't know if anyone, anyone even like looks at Playboy on, as far as a digital property. Hi, Lee. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> speaking of Playboy, Jimmy Garofalo last week. No, I'm just kidding. So, um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, the Seahawks won last week, uh, their first time since 2017, I believe, was is correct. So they they've moved to well by my math it would be one win but um four four and eight which sounds horrible because it is but when you look at the overall and we'll get into the playoffs in just a minute but when we when you look at the overall playoff picture I don't think anybody expected with this this advent of this advent of the 17 week schedule now that we have there's going to be teams with losing records so those. The weird ones were like the Seahawks made the playoffs in 2010 and, and actually beat the Saints at 7-9. That's going to happen a lot more and more. But the number, not just the number, the last presumed seed currently uh, in the playoffs uh, in the NFC, um, but the last two seeds currently, 6 and 7, both are 6-6. Six and six. Um, And... Number seven seed is the 49ers, and the Seahawks have beat them twice. Every other team is six and seven, and while Seahawks are four and eight, there are three other teams that are two other teams that are four and eight. I mean, the Seahawks still have a, a realistic chance at the playoffs, and we'll get to that in a minute. And this is a very long-winded intro, so I apologize. But let's assume that Seattle trades Russell Wilson, which they won't, which they shouldn't. I'm not. We're not saying they should. Then what does next year look like to you, Mr. Vandenberg? Oh, if they trade, well, obviously it depends on what they trade Russell Wilson for. If they get, hypothetically, they trade Russell Wilson to Miami, which is not on the list, but that was on the first list that came out last year and disappeared from the second list, and it's not on the third list. None of none of the lists which actually exist except for the second list which doesn't exist anymore because that was last year anyway and by last year i mean the end of last season because it was technically this year why this is a longer response than the intro if they go to miami and the seahawks get tua as a replacement well that which wouldn't happen because miami would be stupid to do that not saying that russell isn't better than tua obviously he is he's also 900 years older than two at this point in football years. So that would be a really dumb move. But if they did that, if they get 
a decent quarterback in return, okay, then they'd be an okay team. Would they be a playoff team? No. Which is why it would be a stupid move to do that. You don't trade one of the best players in NFL history. And yes, that is Russell Wilson. You don't trade one of the best players in NFL history away for anything. Because no one is going to give you the other guy who is one of the best players in NFL history as a replacement. It would be incredibly dumb. So at best, they would be a mediocre team if they get rid of Russell Wilson. I mean, so I, I, there's a, several Seahawks fan sites uh, on uh, Facebook, and one of the ones is called Seahawks uh, Fan Zone or Fan Fan something. I think that's what it is, Seahawks Fan Zone. Anyway, I was I was a member. It's seventy four thousand strong. And the day after the Jordan Schultz uh, thing came out that he tweeted and talked about saying that. Um, reportedly, Russell Wilson was open to um, three different teams to be traded to the Giants, the uh, the Saints and the Broncos, which was weird. I thought the Broncos. I see the yeah. Saints. That makes sense. It's like awesome. Yeah, and it should be because, I mean, Sean Payton's used to working with someone of Russell Wilson's height, and that would be a great opportunity for Russell Wilson. Better yeah. than currently what he has in Seattle, for sure. And then. The Giants, of course, it's New York and blah, blah, blah. And that would be a win-win for both if Russell Wilson truly wanted out of Seattle, which he says he doesn't, which uh, makes sense. The Giants aren't uh, any better, even though they're 4-8. and eight, They're not a better – they're not going to be presumably better in the next two years than the Seahawks are based yeah. on the recent history, right? So – but Seattle could get maybe, hey, I'm, we'll trade you, uh, Russell, if you give us your sixth and seventh picks in this year's first round draft um which makes sense to seattle right so anyway i I, jordan schultz and and i don't know jordan schultz at all like i i had to look up on his twitter like where exactly he posts his stuff i mean he's got a lot of followers and people know who he is but it's not like he's on okay good glad i'm not the only one but it's not like he's on nfl.com or espn so i was like well he's an insider but i guess he used to work for yahoo sports i don't think he does anymore it was kind of unclear but anyway about that he he reported this, right? And everybody reacted to it that same day. Well, I waited the next day to react to it, blah, blah, blah. I mean, fan-sided sites, they, you know, or 12 Men Rising is part of fan-sided. Like the Saints had a thing. Oh, what if we get Russell Wilson, the Bronco? Oh, what if we get Russell Wilson? So I right. posted this on the Seahawks fan zone on Facebook, just saying. And the whole first page was like, I don't think we should trade Russell Wilson. I don't really know who Jordan Schultz is, but however – this is an exercise in what he's saying and people are reacting to. So then I reacted to rank them like three to one and the Giants right. being number one. Right? right. So anyway, um, the post of that. And then, uh, then later that day, so this probably went out at like 7 a.m. Pacific time later that day at the regular press conference that the team gives Russell Wilson said, yeah, I'd, Never said that. The rumors are not true on that, and we don't know if they are or they're not. Because it, why would he come out and say, "Yeah, they're true"? I mean, like, he's not going to do that, right? Maybe yeah, they exactly. are true. But anyway, so everybody ran with uh, on this thing was, "Oh, Russell, he never said this." So then later on, uh, <laughs> a separate post on this, somebody said, "Oh, Russell Wilson said," and it said it it singled me out, like I'm nobody really. And it, the guy was like, "Shut up, Lee Vowell." I'm like, okay, 
First of all, are you all idiots? Because this stuff has been written about thousands of times, probably by the time you got my article in the morning. I'm not anybody. I'm not saying this. This guy, he said he wants to be traded. I'm just reacting. Do you not know this? Right. Are you are you really fans is what I wanted to say, because if you are, then you would know yesterday that Russell Wilson said this. As as happens so often, as you and I discussed in pre-pro, and I know we don't normally do this on this show, but hi, Ted. Uh, it's comical that people will go off a headline even or the first three lines of a story and not read the story and then or they read the story and still make a judgment which doesn't fit the story and, and come up with something completely different from what you wrote. Yeah, you know, when I because I wrote an article like the day after you did because I waited a little bit longer too, you know, and, and was my my initial take was just like Schultz. I was gonna basically do a Conor McGregor thing. Is like who the is that guy? He's like okay, so he's written for ESPN, he's written for Yahoo Sports and all the rest of the stuff. But still, what it boils down to is he's a guy with sources. It's like no one else has reported separately on this story every single thing that i saw and i looked at six different major outlets like nbc sports etc they're all quoting his tweet every one of them there's no independent source other than a guy talking to himself posting a tweet it's like that could have been you or me you know it's like why is everybody running with this story that just some random guy and yes, he's a sports writer for a lot of different outlets, but he's still a person. It's like, yeah. why does everyone take this as gospel? Right, did, which, like which I wrote, was my like, whole first Schultz, page. Why, yeah, why didn't Schultz go, I mean, to me, and that's what I wrote, is like, why wouldn't Schultz go to Russell Wilson? I mean, surely if he's an insider, he would have access, right? It's like, Russ, what about this? And then Russ can deny it or Russ can confirm it. And then he could tweet, he's like, okay, so Russ denies it, but... That completely changes the tone. And he didn't do that. And for that, I think that's total BS because yep. he should have done that. I mean, we're just fans who write and, and talk. We're not journalists. But this guy allegedly is. And he didn't do the job that a journalist should do. And that's, really, that's what really pisses me off about the situation. Because, again, the national media just goes crazy every time there's anything. Anything happens with the Seahawks. It was like, oh, my God, it's Armageddon. Russ wants out, you know, yep. every single time. And that's why I'm so sick of that crap. That's <laughs> like, yep. my, my My first first, blah, 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 first paragraph of the article says, per NFL insider Jordan Schultz, and I, of course, linked to his Twitter page or whatever. Yeah. It says, Russell Wilson, and then quote him. And then my third paragraph says, also, every reporter has to keep their name in readers' minds, and sometimes it's easy to inflame a situation with a popular player whose team is having a bad year. Jordan Schultz has a lot more inside information than I have. However, I am a little little leery of a person who pins to their Twitter profile some news they broke weeks ago, like, hey, look at me. I knew something before most other people did. Yay. And so the whole thing is about that. And then people are like, oh, I was like, dude. Who, first of all, thank you. Who do you, the hell do you think I am? Like breaking news? That's not me. I can't do that. I can't even break news in my own life, let alone Russell Wilson. Right, life. exactly. So, I mean, it's, it's anyway. funny. I think it was Jake. I don't remember if it was Jake or Andrew, but on the site 
wrote a few months ago, wrote an article basically saying is like, as soon as the Seahawks lose a game, we're going to be revisiting. Oh, Russell Wilson's going to be traded. Yep. It's like, yep, exactly. exactly. He played exactly. well last week. He played well against the 49ers. He should have had four touchdown passes. And, and Gerald Everett clearly hates Russell Wilson for some reason because he turned the ball over. <laughs> yeah. But he should have been 31 of 37 for four touchdowns. That he was 30 of 37 for three touchdowns and one interception, which was probably the most egregious interception stat given to a quarterback when it clearly was not his fault. I'm sure there yeah. were other ones, but that one was like, it was a touchdown. Yeah. The yeah, they need, to, uh, they need to change that stat. Not obviously just from that game, but there's, what, a dozen times a year there's an interception, and that's what happens. Yeah. Off the receiver's hands, and it was right in his hands. Goes up in the sky. Here's your gift present. Your gift present? Wow. It must be early or late. I don't know what it is. But here's here's something I have given to you. You may receive it. There you go. That's not an interception. No. And that it's is not an interception. It was a touchdown if the guy just caught it. was an easy touchdown. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, Wilson had a great game. It wasn't a lot of yards, but, you know, you know the it didn't Bucks, need to be. So. Yeah, under, under Wilson and Pete, they've always been really efficient. They always have more points. They always rank higher in points scored than they do in, in yards gained. It's like, that's how to play the game. Right. I don't really care if you roll up 500 yards and score 17 points. It's just like, whoop-de-doo. You still lost the game. Yep. And well, it, but, 300 yards, 30 points, win. Yeah. Take yeah. every time. 150 yards and win by yeah. three touchdowns. Take it. Yeah, but the it, yards don't show up on the scoreboard, just the points. Yeah, it kind of goes back to like, so he had a good good week after yeah. having been really bad for what, three, three games before that. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, he had a good week, and everybody was like, oh, he's he's back, he's back, he's back to normal, based on that one game. So going back to what you were saying, like, oh, the next game he plays and they lose or if he has a bad game, like if they if if they heaven forbid, if they lose to the Texans yeah. or if he has a bad game, especially if he has a bad game and they lose, then it's going to be right back to like, oh, well, maybe yeah. he does. One, we should trade him because that's a lot of what was being said. Right. It's not the Jordan Schultz thing that, that irritated me the most. It's like I can probably go back on this yeah. group page, which I have left since. Oh, I forgot to tell you. So. Sure. Because the guy just said, you know, shut up, leave owl. Um, I, I don't normally do this, but I put, oh, you know, I want to report this because this is not what this page surely is designed to do. He didn't comment on my post. He's had a separate post. So I'm like, OK, that's kind of a little bullying. Um, so I, so I put that and then what they ended up taking down was was my post with the article. I'm like, oh, Jesus. but I'm not the only anyway, whatever. So I left that group. So, but I could probably point out on that group or any other group or heck, even 12th Man Rising saying, yeah, you know what, maybe we should trade Russell Wilson because that's what we do. We, we have, we're just fans. So we react to whatever we're seeing and that's what every other fan does. But you got to, we, we are aware enough of being like, okay, we said this and now he's been good for two or three games in a row. So it's like, okay, maybe, maybe we shouldn't, but aware enough of saying, you know what? A month ago, we said this, but these people are like, oh, uh, well, I don't know. Nobody ever said that. Well, are you effing kidding yeah. me? Because people want to say we should tear it down, right? Get rid of Pete. Get rid of John <laughs> Schneider. Get rid of Russell. How many times have you seen that? Yeah. Uh, more than once this hour. Uh, <laughs> you know, the thing is, it's it's. could you possibly have a worse time to trade Russell Wilson? Coming off an injury, had three bad games in a row, like 
three of his worst games in his career up until last week. It's like, what's his trade value right now? <sighs> Lowest it's ever been. Yeah, let's trade him. It's like, why would you do that? Exactly. Absolutely insane. If you want to trade him, he better have really good games the rest of the year. Then he's reestablished himself as, again, one of the best in history. And then you can trade him, which would be stupid, but at least then you'll get something for him. Right. But seriously, what are you going to get for a 31-year-old quarterback? Yeah, I mean, you know, if he plays well the rest of the season, then he really does want to go to New York or whatever. And, and I'm not saying trade him or that he should go to New York or whatever. But if he ends up right. playing well the rest of the week, or rest of the week, rest of the year, <laughs> and the Giants are willing to trade for him, you know, the way he has played previous to the 49ers game, they might be like, oh, yeah, we well, might give you a pick seven. But, you know, if he plays well, yeah, and he's exactly. like, oh, back to Russell, they might be like, you know what? I think we should give you the first the six and seven because we can and, win with this guy in the next and, five years. And, and how much of his contract is Seattle going to have to eat? I mean, that's that doesn't come up in most of these trade discussions. It's like, who's going to want to pay that contract? I mean, Seattle will because we signed him to it and we should. I mean, the only reason to trade him is if he demands a trade. Does it sound like he's going to demand a trade? <clears throat> No, I'm sure you saw the John Clayton piece because you worship at the altar of John Clayton, as I do. (laughs) And (laughs) hope his wife is doing well. She did have she did test positive for covid, but she was asymptomatic. But she Ah, she's very ill anyway. I think she has MS or something, I think. So any anything she gets is and then sick, too. So, anyway. Well, yeah, he said the, the whole situation, the latest incarnation of the Russell Wilson trade was. The most ridiculous story he's covered in 50 years. <laughs> I was like, that's saying quite a bit. And yep. he's, I'm sure he's right. Because it is ridiculous. It's the same thing over and over and over. And it makes zero sense. It's like, come on. Right. Uh, why, uh, above all, in the middle of a season when they're really struggling, why would he even be thinking about this? Right. The answer is, he wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. And and it's not the NBA. They, these players don't have Aaron Rodgers doesn't have the power to force a trade. They could because the, they could sit out, but they don't get paid. So they're losing out all that money anyway. And the team's like, OK, well, I mean, you know, guess what? If you don't play, we can toll your year to next year and you'd be in the same boat. So NFL is different from the NBA. You can't force your way out. And like you mentioned, Jamal Adams at the top of the hour. And who? Jamal. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Jamal Wilkes, the guy who played for the Lakers. <laughs> Sydney. Um, you know, it's like, uh, he, he, same thing. Same situation. It's like, well, I want more money. And however, I'm coming to camp because I know how this goes. I, I still want to get paid. <laughs> so, yeah, he's that's not going to happen. So worst trade ever for the Seahawks? I mean, I know you're not historically a, a Seahawks fan, and that's fine. Um, but you know a lot about the Seahawks because you've had to, because how long have we been doing this, writing about them for six years, seven years? I think it is six or seven years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, and it's, uh, you know, worst trade ever. It's first of all, it's, we, it's, again, it's so easy to overreact to whatever the latest news is because that's the culture we've become. It's not just about sports, right? That's the culture we've become. We have to react to it. But first of all, Jamal Adams had nine and a half sacks last year. This year, he's just ill-used. He's used in a completely different way and not the way that uses his strengths more. So he's not the same. He's not 
as productive as he was last year, even though he's playing better in coverage as, as the weeks went on. Now he's out for the season. We're a year and a half into this Jamal Adams experiment. The guy's 25 years old. Calling this the worst trade ever is an overreaction, is it not? <laughs> it's an extreme overreaction. Uh, if it was a two-year contract and we were done and we gave up what we gave up to get him, okay, then maybe you could start thinking about it. But, yeah, uh, we're, we're not even – we're, what, a third of the way into – no, yeah, no, they've extended him for four more years after this year, right, and that's that's part of it. It's like, well, let's see how this thing plays out. Exactly. Okay, he's hurt. He's going to miss the, end the rest of the season. Guess what? They're not making the playoffs. What difference yeah. does it make at this point? And the flip side is, like, what is the track record of the Seahawks lately with that first-round pick? What would they have gotten? We know what they could get, but what would they get? Oh, Do I'll tell you. I'd get that catch from Rashad Penny last week. That was worth every four years they paid him. Yeah, and I supported Rashad Penny's draft at the beginning, and I've written like three or four articles supporting him, which is probably three or four more than anybody else on the planet because there's nothing to support. And I'm not talking about him as a person, but I mean talking about his performance. I mean, or lack thereof. Yeah, Pete Carroll in his press conference was you know lauding him as he should because he had a really good game. He said he's really looking forward to having him back this week because it's the first time. I believe he said it's the first time he'll have back-to-back games since he midway through his rookie season, which is what? Is that possible? Because <laughs> he couldn't talk about maybe... starts because he didn't get the start last week either. Yeah, his second year old Adrian Peterson did. His second season he played most. It must have been maybe. I think it's near the end of his second season because everybody got hurt in that one game. Yeah. Near the end of his second season. But regardless, um, he's missed a lot of time. And when he has missed a lot of time, he's been terrible. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because um, I think he's working his way back from injury. He's missed 20 out of the last 28 possible games. Um, but the thing is, it's like you see what he can that's the thing that's so frustrating. Actually, we have an article coming out in about an hour, but that's that's the thing that's so frustrating about him is that you see what this guy is capable of. Even catching that little, yeah, it wasn't a dump; it was a designed screen. But screen. he gets the screen, he cuts through the line, he runs with great speed for a guy his size, or to the other side of the field, runs down, hits a couple of people. I mean, the guy we've seen it before. The guy. Physically, raw physical ability is can be a special player. But yeah. I wonder if, one, maybe he just doesn't really want to play, which is fair enough, right? If you don't want to play, I mean, you're a human being. If you don't want to get banged up every week and get hurt all the time, fair enough. But the other thing is, it's like he didn't have injury issues in college. And now he's no. he can't go through a whole game. Last week he did. But the last time he played... He had an 18-yard run to start the game. He must have injured his hamstring. Because Oh, I yep. got to run. I actually stretched my legs on a run. Now I'm injured again. It's like I, the guy's made of glass. Well, I guess he's not made of glass because then he'd be fine, right? But um, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just because you know what's going to happen. They're going to – Adrian Peterson's out today. He, oh, he didn't get yeah. elevated because of a back issue. Right. Alex Collins they have no faith in, really. It seems like they don't because they don't give him the ball enough when, when he was healthy. You know, Rashad Penny, if he doesn't get hurt during the game, should get like 15 carries and catch the ball. Last and 
his one catch last game was the first time in three years he'd caught a ball because he hadn't been healthy. Yeah, Collins should get the ball 20 times. I mean, the Texans yeah. are terrible. awful. Well, they're terrible against everything, but they're terrible against the run and against the pass and probably against the punt, too. I mean, but, you know. <laughs> but Collins <laughs> Travis, needs Travis Homer is out, by the way, today. So Yeah, I know. I saw that. That's uh, – I mean – in a way, it's kind of overblown because, yeah, he had that amazing 73-yard run. But then again, that wasn't a designed run. Nobody expected it. <laughs> so it's not like he's going to do that every time. Would I much rather have him in the game? Yes. Actually, I would rather have him in the game than Rashad Penny because Penny's going to get hurt. Yeah. I mean, I hope he proves us wrong. God, wouldn't it be awesome if he has 17 carries for 100 yards and picks up 50 more on five catches? Has five touchdowns. Okay, two touchdowns. It's like, please prove us wrong. Because I'd love to, we all would love to see this Hell guy yeah. come through. But yeah, my article says there was we, zero evidence of it. Yep. My, and my article is coming down just a little bit and it says in week 14, if Rashad Penny's great, he might just earn his next contract. Because nobody really knows if he, he's been so injured, but his skill is so, is, is so interesting that it's like you know i mean if he comes out and has a great game then seattle who didn't pick up his fifth year option because why would you guys always hurt they might say you know what we're gonna we will we'll assign you to a one or two year max maximum to uh deal and and you're not gonna get paid very much because somebody's gonna pay the guy because even if he has skill he can't show the greatest ability which is being available but if he has Uh, a good week in week 14 i mean you might just have to take a chance on the guy because you don't know what's going to happen with Carson. We mentioned the Texans uh, yeah. run defense. I was looking at their their offenses. Just their run oh, defense, if you graded it, is like A plus compared to their offense. Yeah, which is a yeah, lot. Is is hideous. I mean, article. Hey, little self promo article I posted about the being Matthew. It's like I did not realize how horrific the Texans are. You know, they're they're two and ten. We're four and eight. So I was like, okay, so we're a little bit better than them. It's like the Seahawks are miles better than the Texans. They are not close to a two and ten team. How they won two games is amazing. (laughs) I mean, they literally have given up almost exactly twice as many points as they scored. (laughs) Jeez. Well, not only that, but their their yards in their games. Have you have you looked at this? Yeah, yeah, it's just mm. for those at home to keeping score. The last time the Texans threw for 300 yards this this season is zero. The most they have is 293, but they have thrown for less than 100 one game. They've run for more than 102 games. I mean, their offense is, and they're of course last in the league in scoring 3.7 points a game, 13.7, not three, three, not much <laughs> far out. Far off, like really. Three. Yeah, but 13.7 full uh, point more than number two. I mean, they're just terrible. And now they're playing David Mills at quarterback, who yeah. strangely had a good game against the Patriots earlier in the season, but hasn't been good in any other game. Maybe because the Patriots threw for more than three times. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, all this said... You know what's going to happen, right? It's going to be a close game until the end. Yeah, probably. It's the same and team the that beat the Titans. Yeah, yeah ho- hopefully they throw caution to the wind 
like they did last week and just say, well, just play. Because so much of this season, it looks like they've been playing not to lose. So much of this season. And it, oh my God, it's just like, I'm not saying they're choking, but it makes me feel like I'm choking watching these games. Against, <laughs> so what happens the if we move uh, Carlos? the Saints against the football team. Oh, like, yeah. Oh yeah, I don't know. That would game would those games would not have gone differently if Russell Wilson had been playing quarterback either, and we know it because we've seen it. Yeah, but it's, it's like what happens if we play Carlos Dunlap back at uh, defensive end instead of trying to drop him back into cover? Oh, guess what? He can, yeah, he can sack what? the quarterback. He can bat a ball down. Really? What are they doing? I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, the defense has definitely improved as the season has gone on. Except then, you know, there's still is like they have these just mind boggling lapses. And clearly it isn't always because the offense is does a three and out and the defense gets tired because they gave up those two long drives to Washington to start the game early to start the game. It's like, what, were you still tired from last week? So that excuse, which I personally thought that was a big part of it, that doesn't fly. And yeah, they're not giving up many points, but that's the thing. That's what they're going to look back on. This isn't. This still isn't a playoff defense. It's. It's. But you know what? After this, when the off season and next year rolls around, and Ken Norton Jr. is still the defensive coordinator, because you know it's going to happen, they're going to be like, oh yeah, we we gave up a ton of yards, but we were sixth in the NFL in scoring, so our plan worked. Like now, it. It's because you the other team has the ball so long, you're giving up fewer points. It's, it it makes no sense, but that's exactly what's happening. They're just driving downfield, eating up the clock, and then scoring. Part of it it's, too is, you know, who the the teams that they've played lately that they're not giving up a lot of points to are these dynamic offenses. It's like not really. Which is which <laughs> is know? why the Texans are going to score 35 today for some reason. So. <laughs> Oh yeah, they, last time they played, I mean, they, they did play the Cardinals. Of course, again, that was out without Kyler Murray, thankfully, uh, I should yeah. say. Even though Colt McCoy is a Hall of Fame quarterback against the Seahawks whenever they play. Yeah. Uh, they played Aaron Rodgers, and it was cold and windy. Um, but, yeah, last time you played a good quarterback was, I mean, Stafford's a good quarterback, I guess. That was week five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kirk Cousins yeah. was fantastic against them in week three. Yep, that's the thing. I mean, when they're rolling against good offenses in normal game conditions, the defense isn't looking great. When they're going against, you know, that, I mean, Colt McCoy, come on, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't stop him. You only have to hope to contain him, of course. And, of course, so, we could. That's true. But, yeah, today, I mean, obviously, as long as they win, that's cool. But if they don't win by at least 17 points, I'm going to be disappointed. I don't know about you, but I mean, this is a terrible damn team they're playing. Yep, it is. Terrible. I would be disappointed. I know, without, I know we're without Jamal Adams, and that's going to hurt more than a lot of people think it's going to hurt. Uh, Neil, is, Neil is good. I'm not saying he isn't. He's really good, and he's probably better than Adams in coverage. And the way they've been using Adams, like you said— you know, they probably wouldn't be taking much advantage. Of, and here's one of the things that bothers me about the whole thing with how they're using Adams. 
uh, Pete's explanation was like, well, teams are setting up their offensive schemes with the knowledge that he's going to blitz. So then we don't blitz. It's like, but wouldn't a good defensive coordinator figure out how to beat that scheme instead of just saying, oh, well, I guess we won't blitz him. It's like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, it's he's gone. His blitz numbers before he got hurt were so far diminished compared yeah. to last year that it, that's that's not a oh they've schemed against well every down they're scheming against that and <laughs> and if they're scheming against that as you just pointed out wouldn't another defensive coordinator be like okay well if we know they're doing that that means they've op- exposed themselves somewhere else that we exactly. should probably take advantage of. We should still be getting the sacks. Maybe they're not coming from the all-time leader at the position for sacks in a single season. But, okay, figure out a way to exploit the fact that they're guarding against him. Because there's a, 10 other guys that they, they're not accounting for one of those other guys if they're accounting for him. Especially right. if he doesn't blitz and you haven't figured that out. How many yep. sacks do they have? Three? I mean, I mean, I know it's not three, but it is like that. It does. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And this was supposed to be a strength of the team. That's yep. why. Norman well, it was when you put Dunlap at defensive end again. <laughs> Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. I said, um, play players. I tweeted out before that play happened. I was like, well, if they'd only had Cam Chancellor, and then, because, uh, you know, that's what they would yeah. have done, right? They would have, which they ended up doing. It's not, I'm not a soothsayer because I had no idea that's the play that was going to happen. I just assumed that, oh, they'd pick up 12 yards, pick up a first down because that's what happened. But I tweeted that out and somebody was – several responses on Twitter were like, oh, you know, it, there was one guy who was like – oh, and then the play happened. And the guy was like, yeah, but they're still going to be having a losing season. And it kind of conversation went on for a bit. And I was like, just be happy. Be your fan. Be happy about that play. Whoa, blah, blah, blah. You know, screw you, dude. I mean, we know we know they've got eight losses already. It's like that's unavoidable. That's that's the baseline. Let's move on from there. Right. Yeah. You it's know, like OK, say, say they lose that? one game. They lose one game this year and do you, and they lose the Super Bowl. Was that a successful season? No. Then your then your hopes are too high. Yeah. Seriously. Who, who does that? Well, we know a lot of people do that. Well, I mean, but I mean, what team does that? What team even with Belichick, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's even even when Brady was in his heyday with the Patriots, obviously still in his heyday with the Buccaneers, but with the Patriots, they didn't win it every year. They won it a lot, but they didn't win it every year. Right. So it's, it's like, just yeah. be a fan, you know, yeah. it's not being a fan is big part of that is losing. It's like being a baseball player, right? Most of the time you fail. Yeah, that's I mean, that's why, you know, I was talking about the, the Seahawks. Maybe not the coaching staff, because some of the coaching staff, <clears throat> Mr. Norton, <clears throat> Mr. Waldron, maybe don't deserve all the support because do your job. But the players deserve the support. That's why I hate to hear boos, because the players, you may be booing the defensive coordinator, but the players don't know that. It's like, nope. this is time to be a fan. This is when it tests whether you're really a fan or not. And it's like, is it? it's not too hard to be a fan of a team that that's 12 and 4. How much, that's easy. How much effort easy. is that? You know, don't be a bandwagon. Don't be a front runner. It's like support yep. your team. We don't. You don't live in Philadelphia. Um, <laughs> and it's, but it's, you know, it's one of those things too, where it's like I can see the booing. I've never booed ever, ever, ever any sporting event, a team that I, I don't. I may have booed the refs. I don't even remember booing the other team because they're human beings. But I've never booed 
a team that I followed. Oh, I unless they were just unless they're just out there like it's clear that they don't care. But this team, right. you can't watch this team over the last couple of weeks and think they've quit on their coach. No, 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 no. As as hard as that defense is hitting, and you mentioned first round picks, and Jordan Brooks is just a beast. Yeah. But as as much as as hard as they are hitting, and as much effort as they're putting forth, yeah. there is no way this team has quit, and there's yeah, no way you should be booing them either. Maybe they're underperforming exactly. as a unit, but individually, those guys care. Yeah, exactly. They did. They they do not play like a eight like a four and eight. They play like an eight and four team, not a four and eight team. Yep. I mean, their average score, their their average score, they lose the game by one point. That's the average score. <laughs> it's like, and it feels like that every week, doesn't it? And unfortunately, it does, you know. It's like, like but two overtime losses, and, and, you know, it's just this team is so close to being six and six, which wouldn't be great, but beats the hell out of four and eight. And yeah, literally. Actually, this team is close to being eight and four, like you, like you said. Exactly. Change a few plays, change a few penalties. They're eight and four. Change a few coaches. <laughs> change a few coaches. And they're, ten and, they're ten and two. They're ten and two, exactly. Which is not even Jeez. a stretch. Yes. <laughs> because you could have won yeah. those games with uh, with Geno against the Saints yeah. and the Steelers if you'd had coaches right. who weren't like uh, you know coordinators who weren't like, well, let's just not lose the game. Let's not. Yeah. We don't want to try to win it. We don't want to lose it. Which is exactly yeah. what they did. Yeah, clearly they didn't trust I guess they did Gino, beat the, They lost to the Steelers. Sorry about that. Which is uh, unfortunate because when they finally let Gino play, it was like, oh, and granted it was against the Jaguars who suck, but. Team yeah, same, totally same Jaguars who beat the Bills, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean. <sighs> anyway, so the we'll end it with this, uh, the playoffs. Uh, the Playoffs, yeah. The uh, Seahawks are. Next to last in the NFC, but still with a decent chance of making the playoffs because that's how weird this year is. The 49ers and Washington are six and six. It, the 49ers would be in the playoffs if the season ended. So if the 49ers lose two more games and they end up with the same record as the Seahawks, and the Seahawks are, and it's either or going to the playoffs, the Seahawks have won both those games. In fact, that if you're a 49ers fan, I don't know how you feel about the Seahawks because they beat your ass every game. Yeah. Um, and then yep. the Vikings, unfortunately, lost head to head. The Saints, they lost head to head. So they they've got some teams to climb over, but they're still, you know, if they finish the season nine and eight, which who knows they could, right? They could. Um, then they've got a decent chance in the playoffs. I mean, is it likely that they're going to beat the Cardinals or the Rams? Unfortunately, no, it's not likely. Could they? <laughs> like you said, Jaguars won a game. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the Lions have won. The thing about the Cardinals, though, if they if the Packers lose another game, which they probably will, and maybe the Cardinals will too, but the Cardinals have a game up. It, that's the last right. game of the season. So exactly. if the Cardinals have nothing to win, like they're not going to play anybody. Of course, they didn't play anybody before, and they still be not going there. But anyway, it's like you know, there's <laughs> the, the right. Seahawks could actually beat them. Yeah, they could. Uh, personally, uh, yeah, I hope they went out. That would be awesome. Because you really don't want a losing season. But at this point, I don't really care if they go to the playoffs. Because unless unless there's a sea change in the philosophy of how they play, and I don't know why that would happen, keeping the same coordinators, they're not going to go far in the playoffs. I'd That's be shocked point, if yeah. they won a game. So 
don't don't bother going into the playoffs and, and risk someone getting banged up again or and even worse than Carson or Adams did. Uh, you know, yeah, it's a good I mean, point. Carson, it's like success the rest of the season might equate to um, failure in future seasons because they didn't make the changes that were needed to make. Yeah, I mean, absolutely ball out like they have in every game. I mean, that, like you said, it's like these the players are trying. They may not get the results they want, but they are absolutely giving everything they have. And we've seen some NFL teams, Houston, <laughs> that you don't see that on the field. Jaguars. They don't. Yeah, they don't look like they're giving everything already. And uh, honestly, if I was on a team that had lost 10 times already or 11, uh, I don't know how hard I would be. But that's one thing that impresses me about the Lions. God, their record is horrible. But they play hard. Yeah. They suck, but they play hard. Yeah. I mean, how excited were they? at the? I'm not a Lions fan, but how excited were they at the end of that Vikings game when they beat the Vikings? It was like they'd won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I don't blame them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they've they've really pushed. I mean, now would I like to see the Lions, the Lions, the Lions? You know, would that be the rest of the schedule? It's like, yeah, I would much prefer the Seahawks play nothing but the Lions for the rest of the schedule. That'd be awesome. We only get them once. But uh, it's going to be a hard game because those guys play hard. Yep, exactly. And the Seahawks happily play even harder. So hopefully today is – hopefully today's a good win, an easy win, especially no injuries. Jesus, please. Actually, I'm just – I'm looking at the playoff picture, and the only team that's been eliminated is the Texans. I I didn't realize they'd already been eliminated. How's that feel? Oh, well, Five games left that, in the season. You've been eliminated. Oh wow, that's that's a little rough. <laughs> the Jaguars are two and ten as well, but I guess they must have. I don't know. The Texans beat the Jaguars. I'm not sure why the Texans are eliminated, but not the Jaguars. Not that mm-hmm. either is going to make the playoffs, but it's just kind of yes. interesting. It, did Mr. Schultz create those standings? Maybe that's yeah, exactly exactly. Anyway, that's our show. Uh, Todd, do you want to say the final? normal two words which are hashtag go biscuits i mean go hawks montgomery not mobile right exactly When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.